passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the Online Inquirer podcast, Jeremy Warner, and let's talk some hoops with our guy, Derek Piper. And what a week for Derek Piper. Gets married and gets back on the recruiting trail as well. This is like dream week for Derek Piper. Yeah, no dreams because there's not been a lot of sleep. But uh, yeah, other than that, you're just, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it, was, it was a great wedding. Got a little. Uh, mini honeymoon escape in there as well, which was was nice down in Gulf Shores area, Alabama. Made the drive back from honeymoon to, honeymoon to hardwood and uh, getting right back at it. So uh, just to be back in the gym with coaches and uh, seeing a whole bunch of prospects. So I was trying to think back. I'm guessing Peach Jam 2019. I think was the last time you really had like a full week in the games and uh, sitting next to coaches and doing the doing the normal deal. So uh, you were out there on Friday, and you got a taste of it as well. And it was fun. It was great to be back out there. No, it is just to just to see people again and, and see these coaches and, and talk to them and just build those relationships and to see players and, you know, kind of build relationships with them as well. It's something that's been missed when you just got to slide into DMs or whatever it is to talk to these kids like you're an actual person to them. But did I see Derek? Can I can I ask? Did I see Joe's Brewery was a part of this wedding? Yeah, you definitely did. Yes. Yeah, uh, that was where the reception was. And not the original plan because of uh, it ended up being a pivot option. Uh, we we're trying to figure things out with capacities and everything. But uh, that's where Haley and I met. And awesome. it just kind of came full circle. So that's where the reception was. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I remember Joe's Brewery was like, if you stayed on campus during the summer, like that was the place to be because that beer garden it's just mm-hmm. awesome. And it was quieter on campus. Like that was the place to be. So I imagine that's not too bad, but uh, I like how that comes full circle. Uh, you, yeah. you meet her there and then you end up getting uh, married there too. All right, Derek, um, what is it like uh, out on the trail at these basketball events, like set up for people? Like what is your day like when you go to these? Yeah, you got games Really, you know, you think of full Saturday starting 830. Uh, they were kind enough to give us that extra 30 minutes. You know, you got some of these AAU events, 8 a.m. I always just remember seeing Brian Snow at 8 a.m. And he was always bright, smiley face. No, he, he was fairly miserable. But uh, you started off early and you get uh, a full slate of games. And uh, just, you know, you see these recognizable faces that, you know, if in, in our business, you're seeing at games and you see on TV, you know, Brad Underwood and, uh, other assistants, other coaches from the Big Ten, really uh, all around the country. So uh, for me, it's it's fun to be able to sit amongst those guys and and, and sitting in the it's the seats with them and, and kind of just 
talking about what you're seeing on the floor, just talking about summer workouts, anything. And uh, that's really great for us. And it's just a cool opportunity for, you know, if you're a, a player with high major offers already trying to make yourself a priority, make yourself um, someone that these coaches want to, you know, obviously uh, press the gas for, or if you don't have that opportunity, it's a chance to prove yourself. So, uh, you know, normal West, you saw, uh, you know, Brad was over there, Jaren's Howard always making his, his face known in, in the Illinois area. Uh, D Brown. Uh, so some of those guys, a friend, of, our friend, James Herring making his way now mm-hmm. uh, out on the scene with Radford. So, uh, and yeah, so up to Riverside Brookfield on Sunday and like, it was, it was just a good time. Good time seeing these guys up close and seeing some real games some real action. And uh, just again, normal basketball scene for the summer. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And you think about these kids, Derek, they haven't had a chance to do this. You know, I talked with Asa Thomas this morning at a Lake Forest as a freshman, they didn't go to these events and he didn't have a sophomore year, which even for football, like between your sophomore and junior year is a big time to get some exposure and to get evaluated a little bit. They didn't have that. And even for a lot of these 2022 kids where you know you can see a lot of growth between your junior and senior year going into your senior year, and, and those guys weren't able to get evaluated. So you're seeing a lot more 2022 offers maybe later on in this process than, than previously due to the pandemic, and they weren't able to be out there. So I want to break down some of the new offers and, and, and some of the scouts uh, scouting reports you have on some of these guys. But if you gave me one guy, that you saw this weekend that you just said stock skyrocketing, who would it be? It's Braden Huff from Glenbard West, the six foot 10 big man that Illinois is late to the party on. They just offered uh, last night, uh, got in there, Jeff Alexander, Coach Coach Underwood both talked to him and got in with an offer. He's Illinois Wolves. Uh, and he was the most impressive player that I saw in terms of just uh, what I liked about him, his showing in, you know, on the floor and that's going up against, I saw JJ Taylor is one of the top 10 players in the country in his class in, in 2023. So uh, Huff is extremely skilled. He's got the ability to shoot the three. I mean, he's bringing the ball up quite a bit for that team. Uh, he starts the game against new Trier, which was a really good competitive game that went down to the wire, gets two early threes. And uh, then hits like a fall away jumper in the, the mid post. Uh, he's just, kind of that really skilled big man that you see at Wisconsin and Wisconsin was in, is in early and they're prioritizing him. Uh, Illinois is trying to get in there and see what they can do, but uh, he looks like, I mean, he's a no doubt top 100 prospect and with the way things are going with AJ Casey, I'm not saying that he's passing him and you have Jaden shoot in that class as well, but there are conversations amongst coaches like, is he the best player in the state? And, And that's something that, he put on on display all weekend and I saw him on Sunday and it was just like, wow, there's so much to his game. Uh, and, and he does need to get stronger and you, you do question maybe some defensive things or rebounding, but just kind of offensive skill set, being able to run offense through him, uh, being able to score at all mo- multiple levels. He was really, really impressive. And we know how important that four position is for Illinois and future recruiting and how much they've struggled to recruit that position. But I, I do think one thing's interesting. The Illinois Wolves has had a, a really good program for a long time, uh, the AAU program. And Illinois extends an offer to Braden Huff, who they really weren't in on, um, you know, under the previous assistant coaches. Jaden Shute has been a priority for a long time for them. I know Asa Thomas, uh, another kid that plays for the Illinois Wolves, a, a 2023 sharpshooter who uh, just went off this weekend. 
um, up at Riverside Brookfield. Have, had a couple 30-point uh, performances up there. Uh, they're kind of seemingly getting more involved uh, there, Derek. So what was behind not offering Braden Huff, and, and is there anything to, to them kind of focusing more on, on some of these Wolves players? Yeah, Mike Mullins has some good talent. And you throw Jalen Quinn in the mix as well, who may not end up being a, a Big Ten guy, but definitely a priority mid-major level. Uh, he's got some good players. And in terms of Huff and the offer uh, not coming earlier, it was obviously tough to evaluate just not having a normal summer and coaches not being able to get out on the recruiting scene. And it depends on the coach or depends on the film or whatever it may be, but a lot of guys like to evaluate in person and kind of, you know, be able to see them in a game setting uh, before they prioritize or offer or whatnot. But uh, I would say uh, Illinois dropped the ball there because there was some available tape and the Wolves were having some weekend runs where Max Christie was still, you know, out there on the court with them. Chris Hodges is going to Wisconsin. So they pieced a lot of good players together and they were sending out this film. And I remember um, I mentioned Brian Snow hitting me and it's like, man, Braden Huff is really, really good. And I'm going to, probably rank them in the top 100 uh what's Illinois doing there and, and feedback was well we kind of want to see him in person and, and we'll kind of move from there but other big time programs Wisconsin Northwestern I uh, get Virginia Tech get in there uh, all offered him last summer and, and have made him a priority so Illinois was behind there and and just weren't didn't really make any traction or really make a whole lot of effort with him um with Chin Coleman and with Orlando Antigua but now that you know, Brad saw Braden on Friday and they watched him. Tyler Underwood out in the trail with Jeff Alexander on Saturday, saw him again Sunday. And it's like, this guy is just really, really good. And we need to do whatever we can to try to get in now and, and try to push the gas. So, um, and yeah, just again, the, the, I think the new staff with Alexander, uh, they want all programs in the state to feel like it's a big deal to Illinois. Where Mac Irvin, obvious connection with chin and the relationship there it was just maybe there was a disconnect when it came to um, the mean streets or illinois wolves uh, and there have been some players that you made efforts at that just it, it didn't happen but uh, there needs to be more of a balance in terms of the relationships and uh, they're really trying to make make hay or make headway with Mike Mullins in that program because, again, he's got he's got good talent. So do you think Illinois can become a player here, Derek, for Braden Huff? That's a good question. Uh, I know that I've heard that Braden was obviously, you know, miffed by the fact that the in-state sure. uh, program didn't offer or give him even really a look. Didn't really, I don't, as far as I know, didn't make a phone call uh, to him uh, when, again, there was, there was his game on film and other Big Ten's called him so uh, you'd have to kind of wait and see his response it, it sounds like the initial conversations last night were were positive but we'll see if he takes a visit they're going to want to do that he's taking an official he's got official i don't know if he took it already to wisconsin so they're really trying to push that and uh it, it remains to be seen how much illinois can can do but I, i'd say you know before aau starts if can they get huff on campus that would be a good indicator to me whether he'd give Illinois a serious consideration. Uh, they also offer Asa Thomas out of Lake Forest, Morris Johnson out of Chicago, St. Rita. Uh, the 2013 class, I think Illinois has offered 10 kids in-state prospects. Like That class is starting to look pretty deep at, at the very least here, Derek. Yeah, 23 is really good. You, I mean, you can look at Kenwood, and you have three high major prospects right now. And you think J.J. Taylor, 
Uh, Day-Day Ames, lefty point guard that's really good and can really score it. Uh, and then Davis Lowry, who uh, LSU's come on and offered. Illinois was in there really early. He's a 6'7", uh, high motor forward that can do uh, a number of different things. And, uh, yeah, and, and you throw in Asa Thomas. I've heard that – I didn't get a chance to see him in person this weekend, but I there was a buzz about him as far as just pure shot maker and can really make shots from all over the floor. So uh, it, it's really deep. It's really deep when you think about – uh, what's out there. And, and there's even guys that have left the state who have in-state ties like Jeremy Fears, of course, who's top 30 point guard that Illinois is, I mean, has him right at the top of the list. Um, Matas, I'm going to butcher his last name, who, who transferred out to the Northeast. He's, he's another one who mm-hmm. Eric Bossy's recently written about as maybe, you know, high four star and conversation with him. So, uh, a lot of good talent. And then you mentioned Morris Johnson, 24. Uh, St. Rita has him and James Brown, the big man. Uh, that's really intriguing. There is, in future classes, uh, some exciting talent for, for Illinois. Yeah, and what did you think of the Chicago Kenwood show? Uh, I mean, just absolutely loaded. Like, you know, Nick Irvin leaves Morgan Park, Mike Irvin now at Kenwood, and Kenwood's got a good football program too, but uh, the basketball program there is just absolutely loaded with talent. Yeah, you, you could tell that Kenwin was about to play when you had maybe every coach in the gyms flock to that uh, that particular uh, set of rims and, and just all the fans. And uh, J.J. Taylor is is incredible. I mean, I don't know if he's going to play in college, but he is. And I was looking up some of the composite rankings. The best player out of Illinois as far as composites go since Jaleel Okafor and Cliff Alexander in 2014. And I think – and it's it's easy now to have hindsight on how Cliff played out and, and Jaleel's limitations in the league, but JJ is probably the best pro prospect since Jabari Parker to come out got to come out of the state of Illinois. And he's still got two years of high school to play, but he's just he's got that Kevin Durant kind of play style and build. Is he gonna again? We we talked about this before. Is he gonna be KD? That's way too high of a bar. But day to day, I mentioned, and you throw in Trey Pettigrew now, who's back from. Was at Fenwick with Bryce Hopkins, good shooter, went out to Arizona this past year. Now he's added to the mix as well, uh, has some high major uh, opportunities. So four deep as far as high major guys with Kenwood, it was it was a show, like you said. It was fun, and uh, they took uh, they took the Calb a little lightly, but when it came time to play, JJ splashes like a twenty five foot three and uh, put him away. So it was it was fun to check them out. Some other offers go out in Minnesota. We've seen Chester Frazier, and I was talking with a coach uh, over the weekend at this event, and they're saying Minneapolis has always had talent, but it has just exploded uh, with basketball talent over the last you know decade or so. Uh, they've made some new offers in, in the Minneapolis area, uh, but Chester Frazier's also made some offers down in Florida. Um, so Chester's kind of been all over the country, and not surprising, he is, he is grinding, but... What do you take away, Derek, so far from the Underwood, Alexander, Frazier, and slash Tyler Underwood on the road right now as we wait for that other assistant? What have you kind of made just their approach the first week on the trail? Yeah, Chester is going to be someone that's just going to go wherever the talent is. He's got good connections. And again, we got to see it pan out and and turn into commitments and and load up those classes and uh, be able to capitalize on these relationships. But he's someone that is a grinder. Uh, he definitely you know, he starts out there in Washington, D.C. They're watching uh, on Friday. I know Cam Whitmore out there from Maryland is a guy, four-star wing that they're in on in 2022. 
Uh, and probably get an official visit from him just based on previous connections with Chester. And then he goes to Minneapolis. And like you said, there's there's been good talent there for a handful of years here recently. I, off the top of the head, you think of like Amir Coffey and Gary Trent from that area. So uh, going up there and, and being aggressive. And uh, we've heard of, you know, Texas. And I'm sure we're going to talk about Cam Corn mm-hmm. is on campus for an official. That's, again, Chester uh, recruiting that. So uh, with Jeff, I know it's going to be – Fairly regional, but not. I don't think it's going to be limited to that. But I think that he definitely wants to make inroads. Uh, Brad Beal Elite Program down St. Louis area. Uh, we'll see what that third assistant's going to be as far as Chicago goes. Uh, but Illinois Wolves is going to be a focal point for him. And uh, and he was out there actually started the period in Arizona, uh, looking at Kylan Boswell, who's from the Champaign-Urbana area, is an exciting talent that is in 2023 as a guard that just got an offer from Kansas. Uh, so he's got that local tie that uh, Jeff is working there as well. So uh, they're all over the place. Uh, and Brad has always said, I don't, I don't care where they come from as, as long as they're players and they're about what we're about. So that, that's definitely staying the same. All right. So class of 2022, that's, that's of immediate importance here. And they need a lead guard. They need a big man. Probably going four man after being a wing heavy class uh, last class. So uh, Jaden Epps, I might have seen him on campus when I was on campus on Thursday, uh, getting the tour from from Chester Frazier and the other Illini coaches. Um, what do you think of of Illinois? What they were able to do there and and where they kind of stand in in, in a recruitment for a pro, former Providence commit who's got a lot of good options. Yeah, he's a big one for Illinois, and Chester had recruited him hard for a while there at Vatech and he ultimately committed to Providence. But now um, as soon as he opened it up, Illinois was, was right there with an offer and prioritizing him. Uh, good connections. I, I talked to Epps' dad uh, going into that visit and, and he spoke really highly at Chester, still trying to learn more about the program and, and get familiar with Brad, which they were able to do on the visit. It sounds like that that uh, was a good visit for them. They got Kansas before the end of the month. And that's going to be one to watch. I think the Kansas, you kind of highlight and say, if we're going to win this recruitment, that's who we got to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Mason, he kind of he plays like him. Uh, it's term in terms of just a really quick score off the bounce guard that can just fill it up. And same AAU program, team loaded out there on the East Coast. That's where Frank played. So they, they've got those inroads and connections there. But uh, I think that Illinois has done a good job with themselves in a a nice position for him. They're going to, they're going to be a major player as far as the indications that I've gotten. Um, and maybe it's, it's one that you, uh, it is going to be one you bring back on an official visit and hope to do that in the fall. So uh, he's right at the top of their board. Like you said, guard is a priority because you're going to lose Trent. You're going to lose plumber. It might, you're re- You're preparing to lose Curbelo, right. whether it's going to be after this year or, or next. Uh, and you got to bring in some more guards and, and continue to, I mean, the big formula has been having high-level guards in this program. It's been the key the last two years, and you got to continue to to have that to sustain success. Man, you got a great sell with what you've been able to do with Desumu. I'll, I'll throw Andres Felice in here. I mean, the development and, and his success, and and of course Curbelo, and you, you could say to a lesser extent maybe Trent Frazier uh, as well. All right, Derek Cam Corin. The Texas big man that that Illinois got in immediately when Chester Frazier got here. Obviously really likes him a lot. He is here on campus. We're recording this on Monday afternoon for an official visit. Um, This is a big one for for Illinois. And to get him on campus uh, right away for an official seems seems pretty encouraging. But uh, the competition's also gotten a lot stiffer in the last month. 
Yeah, it's gotten it's gotten tough. It's gotten crowded for sure. Uh, and uh, you think back to Chester's opening press conference in Illinois, talked about you know Kansas State. He learned how to become maybe an evaluator more than a recruiter. This was a a great evaluation by him to be the first time major offer last summer. He's watching a live stream. Uh, you know when you can't be out there for AAU and he sees him and he knocking down threes at six foot ten and to see the athleticism that he possesses. Uh, they got in really early. He parlayed that by just developing a great relationship. You read, I have a visit primer out there. If you want to check that out, read the quotes that he has to say uh, about Chester, the relationship that he has personally, the relationship that Chester's built with his parents. I mean, it, it's really impressive what Chester's been able to do. Now he's got to get that with Brad and, and, and being on campus, getting the feel and everything. But uh, the original plan was to, to wait until the fall, you know, big football weekend. They were kind of looking at that Nebraska game uh, to to wait for him to get the feel of the whole campus and everything. But uh, in the last month, he's had Texas, Kansas, Florida State offer earlier in the spring. He had LSU, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. So, yeah, it's it's gotten crazy with him. A guy that's still unranked, but you look at him, you look at his offer list, looks like a top 75 or, or higher uh, type, of, type of kid and – I mean, he's really intriguing and exciting on tape with his athleticism, stretch the floor, block shots. Uh, he's He's got a lot of upside. Derek, any other visits, prospects that uh, fans should have in mind as we go through another uh, you know, weekend this weekend of evaluation? And, of course, July. Uh, it's going to be a busy, busy month ahead. Yeah, it's still – it's progressing. I'm sure they're still trying to, to fill that out. You'd still like to see uh, some of these guys in state I uh, mentioned Braden Huff. I know that's one that they definitely want to be able to get on campus here before July or at least before uh, that first evaluation period for AAU. Uh, I'd still look at, you know, a J.J. Taylor or a Day-Day Ames, those Kenwood guys they'd like to bring in. Uh, they did have Jaden Shute on campus, uh, and uh, he's, at, he's at Iowa now. Was at Michigan State this past weekend. Everybody was worried about commit watch. Not saying that – Made it through. Michigan, <laughs> yeah, he at least made it through. At least made it through that, so – uh, that was good news for Illinois. So um, we'll see here. Uh, there's a bunch of prospects, a bunch of guys that haven't seen Illinois, and, and they're they're definitely active. I want to get to the current roster and uh, some more finalized news about what that will look like. But uh, you know, look, looking ahead, Derek, we're we're still waiting. But Josh Whitman told us just chill. Don't worry about it. There's going to be a third assistant. It's a timing thing, which I wish Brad Underwood could have came out and said that about a month, month and a half ago, if he knew that. Uh, maybe calling people down in our message board especially. But uh, when, when are you expecting a third assistant on the trail? How long are you expecting Tyler Underwood to handle uh, a little bit of, hey, show up in an Illinois polo appearances? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, remains to be seen. Uh, I know that originally kind of the talk was – you would wait to hire that uh, support staff role, the assistant to the head coach that Jeff Alexander was in after the third assistant. Uh, I mean, the way that Josh Whitman framed it and, and the way some of the buzz has come in, it seems like Illinois has their guy uh, as far as the third assistant. Right. Might even know who they're going to bring in for the support staff. Uh, being that the third assistant will be later on, maybe maybe it's not till late July, August. Uh, why not bring in that other guy and have him fill that role? Not that Tyler couldn't, you know, like you said, throw on the polo and uh, be courtside, but I, I could see maybe that timing now shifting to where you, you hire the sports staff guy, 
you put him on the road until the other third assistant is ready. So uh, it seems like that they – Brad isn't talking to anybody. Like, Brad, you talk to people that are in the building with him, and they're like, man, he, we're, we're not asking because we know he's not – doesn't really want to tell us anything. Um, but there, there's seems some like, out there. Seems like – I mean, Whitman knows. So it seems like Whitman's confident. And I don't think he does that unless he's confident, right, in, in actually who it's going to be. And, and Brad doesn't seem like he's he's panicking or anything. So they seem pretty confident they're going to have a, a nice high major staff here. Yes, I think that's fair to say. And um, we can all move on with our lives eventually, whenever this is done. <laughs> eventually. All right, Derek, when we come back, we got uh, more crystal clear information on uh, one of the Illini's draft hopefuls. We'll talk about that and the impact of that next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Derek. So I, I, I finally, this might have been the first time I, I turned on Twitch, uh, but I put on Kofi Coburn in the NBA G League Elite Camp and his five-on-five scrimmage. And Mark Shinowski was doing uh, the, the color analyst, and he does a really good job. And and he was actually saying, and, and Mark knows his stuff, he's connected, that, that Kofi's projection is a mid-second rounder, late-second rounder. And he sounded to say it with confidence, but I thought Kofi had a really solid performance. Nothing surprising. He was physically dominant uh, and was in the post and you know had a couple dunks, looked good in the pick and rolls. At defense, sometimes looked like he can get taken advantage of from guys like Marcus Carr, which we have seen uh, in the past. And, and ball screens, defense will be an issue. But he seemed to help himself. But afterwards, he told Marley Weirder, our friend at WCIA 3, uh, that he is not coming back. So, so finally, we got it straight from him, clearly, that he is not coming back to Illinois. Not a surprise here, Derek. Um, he deserves to go pro. There's nothing more he, he needs to give the program. Uh, but it, it does seem like Illinois has been prepared for this. Whitman said uh, last week, we, we appreciate everything Kofi and, and Iowa have done for us. So it seems like Illinois has been planning for this for a long time, even if there was a little hope uh, that he could come back. But after all the, the little clues of uh, players' trunk of the reports coming out, at least we got it clearly, fans got it clearly from, from Kofi that he's gone. Yep, you have that closure now. And like you said, when he's selling his gear and he retweeted the report from Andrew Slater about him staying in the draft. And I know that Brad 
did something with Andy Katz where he said, you know, Co- you know, Kofi's going to, we're going to have to replace him because he's going to be gone. And now, like you said, hearing it from him and you wish Kofi the best. I mean, obviously someone, if you're looking at, at it from Illinois perspective, you get two years out of a top 50 big man who was a second team all American was dominant for a, a large stretch of his time here. I and mean, you can't be mad at that, but we've seen the diamond stones of the world and, and the, uh, Deontay Davis from Michigan State, one year, don't really see. Based off your you really point, want. Derek, I, sorry to interrupt you. Based on your point, like Illinois was unbelievably fortunate to get a third year of Iowa DeSumo. They were yeah. pretty fortunate to get a second year of Kofi Coburn. Last year, like there's in a non-COVID world, that might have never happened. It might have mm-hmm. never happened to have that year. So as, as Whitman said last week, they will both be up in the rafters. I hope it's on the same day, full arena. Everyone can be there. But like Illinois, you know, got a little lucky to, to get as much of them as they could. And, and boy, they left the program in a, in a really good spot. And, but Kofi, like, you know, I'm, I'm texting with some people yesterday and, and some team might feel infatuated enough to be like, that guy is so different than, than what we have. He's not going to be a first round pick. He's not going to be a star in the NBA, but I can bring that guy off the bench and he can be a problem for somebody for 10 10, 15 minutes a game. Like, so I, I, I don't know if he's going to be drafted, but it wouldn't shock me if he's on a two-way contract next year where he can develop in the G League, make pretty good money. Uh, I think they're up to a maximum of $400,000, like a minimum of 100000 or something like that. But where he can be one call away from making it to the NBA while he can just focus on his game. And as we've said ad nauseum, he's going to be 22 in September. So I just don't know how much he can improve his stock by coming back. So I totally get his decision, and it would not surprise me if he's on a two-way contract. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think that someone's definitely going to want his rights if it does pan out as far as the fit. And like you said, it, we, we talk so much about the the style of play in the NBA and the limitations and just kind of the – I mean, you turn on an NBA game and they're, they're running ball screens to create switches and Kofi on an island defending in space is just something that might never be great for him. It yeah. probably isn't. Um, and he's tried to combat that. I think he's dropped – 10 to 15 pounds and he's trying to be lighter and everything. And of course he's going to, his strengths are going to always probably no matter what level, he's going to be able to rebound the basketball, finish inside. He showed his development with his touch around the rim. So uh, we'll see. And I don't think another year at Illinois probably would have changed a whole lot for him. I mean, he would have been a dominant force from probably first team all American big Ten player of the year type deal. Uh, but maybe it didn't, it didn't matter a whole lot. And given his age, given, I mean, it'll, only he knows his family situation as far as right. uh, where they're at and trying to support them. I mean, you can't blame him for, for making that step and, and knowing that he's going to have a professional opportunity to make money for himself and, and do all that. So excited to see what, what that pans out. And hopefully I'd love to see him get picked. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Well, for Illinois to get two guys in a draft, I mean, it's been, been a long time since D Brown and James Augustine were drafted in the same draft. So to get two, uh, you know, when you haven't had one since Myers Leonard um, would be pretty cool for the Illinois program and a big feather in, in the cap of, of Brad Underwood as well, not only for recruiting those guys, but developing them extremely well. And, and then you look at a future where Andre Curbelo could be in the mix like NBA teams are, are, are starting to look at him but I you know you post this and people are like oh good luck in Europe Kofi it's like well one that's not a bad life two uh, most of these guys whether it's Kendrick Nunn or Brandon Paul like if they can get on a G League team and now on the, with these two-way contracts a lot more of them 
Like these guys are going to pursue that. They're going to pursue an NBA career for a long time uh, until they think they can't happen. Like Kendrick could happen pretty quickly. Brandon, it took a little bit more time and then he didn't stick. So now he's playing more overseas. Right. But I think Kofi will, will definitely pursue that for, for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, why not? And like you said, if you do end up overseas, you got guys like, you know, Revante Rice making nice money over there. And we've seen a number of guys. I mean, TBT fans, Mike Dom, you think Mike Dom's having a bad time chilling in Spain and making whatever he's making? Uh, there, there's a good life for uh, a player like that. But, yeah, definitely in terms of just keep getting opportunities. And, again, with, with what he does so well and just the uniqueness of him, uh, I could see, you know, you're going to see him in the summer league. You're going to see him uh, maybe preseason rosters and, and getting a chance. So, um We'll see. He's yeah. just a unique case. He's a yes. unique case that we, we don't see a whole lot of here recently. And it, it just goes back to that whole thing. I mean, this is 1995. Him and Luca Garza are going back to back in the top five, probably. Right. Yeah, somewhere. Probably lottery, at least the first round. Um, it's it's amazing. I, I think Luca translates a little bit more to the NBA just because he can shoot. He reminds me a little bit of a Met Okor uh, for early 2000s NBA fans. But defensively, man, he's got issues too, right? But uh, Kofi just hasn't shot. But, you know, Boban is in the league. Um, Andre Drummond is in the league. Udoka Zuke uh, is in the league. Like, there's some guys that, that are in the league making money uh, just to be kind of that rotational matchup problem big. Uh, okay, Derek, so Kofi, definitely gone. Illinois has Omar Payne. They, they added him knowing Kofi was likely to go, and, and I think that's a nice piece for them. But they have a lot of question marks and two open scholarships left. So Coleman Hawkins is obviously going to be a big part of this. Jacob Grandison probably going to have to play a little bit more for this year. Uh, but it seems like they'll be in that transfer portal, and we'll see what opens up. We'll see what opens up after the NBA draft and some of those guys who are in the G League camp, if, if they open things up. But there's a lot to play out left with that uh with that front court rotation, because they still need one piece if they're going to be, you know, contending for one of the top spots in the Big Ten. Yeah, absolutely. They know they need another big man uh, who can make an impact, at least be a rotational piece right. to play behind Omar Payne and uh, be able to to have that depth there. Because you don't want to go too thin to where it's Omar Coleman and then behind him it's it's Lee or. Uh, you know, BBV, who we're not having high expectations for. So they're going to be in the mix. They're going to be active right now. It's it's died down as far as just what's available uh, and, and what is out there. But there is an expectation that once this pre-draft process finishes up here over the next three weeks uh, and, and guys are going to have to make decisions and, and those that it's clear aren't going to get picked, probably come back to college and maybe they don't go back to where uh, they played last year. So uh, they're going to be active in doing that. Uh, there's still just the uncertainty of who who are those players going to be uh, and, and all of that. But they know that they definitely need a big man. Uh, they have been encouraged just based on what limited they've seen of Payne here recently. I mean, he's a really good athlete, uh, can run the floor, can defend. They're going to be able to do some different things with him. But uh, they need another big man, especially because there are questions of Coleman, you know, defending fives, rebounding, uh, and then everything behind him. So what is the most interesting thing of – 
of summer workouts now that those have started. Players are back on campus. The freshmen uh, are here. I don't know if we expect a huge impact, especially because they have so many wings with Trent Frazier, DeMonte, and and Grandison, and now Austin Hutcherson. That might be one of the most interesting storylines to me, just to see if he's playing, how he's playing. Um, but uh, what's the most interesting to you as workouts start? Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest storylines is just Coleman's development and what he's going to ultimately be able to bring for you this year. Because I just think uh, as a four-man, uh, he's because of his skill level, his ability to stretch the floor, his height, uh, he can bring a lot to the table. I think he can help you do, you know, we haven't seen any pick and pops, any kind of like the the short roll where you can, you know, roll him. And if you do blitz Curbelo, you can dump it off to him, you know, around the free throw line and he's a good passer, can make some decisions. Uh, I just think he could elevate that ceiling and floor both if he is ready to, to really step in as a sophomore and uh, do some really good things. Of course, Payne is going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how ready he is to be your guy at the five. Um, I just mentioned Coleman can, can play there, but to be your starter and uh, you know, I don't know that what went wrong at Florida maybe matters now, but just getting from that spot where he's a backup big man to now being your starter uh, and replacing Kofi, those are big shoes to fill. So uh, that's going to be intriguing. And then, yeah, I think another storyline is with the freshmen is, is one asserting themselves is okay. We can count on a Brandon Podzemski, RJ Melendez, Lou Goody for uh, quality minutes uh, to, to make an impact off the bench. I've heard some really, Good things uh, early on about RJ. Just love his athleticism, his length, something they haven't necessarily really had here recently. I know that Brandon can really shoot the three. Goody's kind of that all-around player that I think is going to need some time to to progress and, and get stronger and everything. But uh, can, can one of those guys be someone you – I don't know that you have to count on too much. You have a lot of depth. You have yeah. veterans and you have a lot of depth, but – uh, can one kind of say, okay, we, we're going to bring him off the bench and he's going to help us early on. And I, I would throw in one little nugget here. Alfonso Plummer's impressing people. Like, can really get out and go, can really shoot the three. Apparently he's uh, had had a really good time here in, in some pickup games that – Good uh, dude's a bucket, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's he's a vet. I mean, he's like 23 or whatever it may be, and uh, but he can fill it up. There's There's been some excitement about his game. All right, I'm heading to hoop math right now. All right, I think Ken Palm has this stat of what numbers uh, or what percentage of shots Illinois shot threes. They, it wasn't a lot, right? Like um, mm-hmm. this year, they are going to be launching. They are going to be. I mean, their team is set up to launch threes. When you have potentially on the court at, at one time, there, Andre Cabello not going to shoot a lot of threes. Though I think we can expect more, right? Frazier, Plummer. Demonte Williams potentially all on the court at the same time like those are three really great shooters and that's how this team is built like I, I, they are going to I think pace and space is going to be true more than ever with Kofi gone right like th- this team changes a lot both offensively and defensively for the worse and in, in, in some regards obviously is a consensus second team All-American they're going to shoot a bunch of threes a bunch like last year their percentage of three-pointers was 24.4%. That was 318 in, in mm. Division One. I. I imagine that's going to be top 75, top 50 yeah. next year. Yeah, I know that Underwood made a comment this weekend. It was like, we're going to play like the Jazz probably. Just yeah. playing, the, you know, throwing up a lot of threes. Uh, you know that Omar is going to be that rim-rolling big man, but if Coleman is playing some five, or regardless, he's going to be shooting the three as well. 
Uh, we know Grandison can do it. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a big emphasis. We transition from throw it on the block to Kofi or get Io in the mid-range and go into the rim. Uh, now you have a lot of shot makers, and, and that is going to definitely be up and down pace uh, and, and hoisting it up for sure. By the way, I want to give one shout-out to uh, Michael Tulip. Our boy's doing a heck of a job recruiting. Lands Brandon Paul. I think of that backcourt for House of Pain and the TBT, man. You're going to have Andres Felice, Ravante Rice, and Brandon Paul all in the same backcourt. Oh, and Mike Dom in the front court with a nice piece. Nana Egwu, they got some They got some solid big men. But, uh, McKamey? McKamey. I mean, they are loaded uh, on the wing, man. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. It's coming up next month, man. And, uh, yeah, just – just the, that physicality uh, of those three you mentioned at the, at the start there, Felice and Rice and and Paul. That's going to be that's going to be fun. Uh, guys that can defend, guys that can get into the lane and make some plays, and uh, obviously Ravante and Paul can both just absolutely fill it up. And, and Felice showed that he could you know shoot the three last year a little bit better than he did as an Illini. So uh, yeah, that's that's going to be really fun. And uh, they put on a show last year. I'm, I know they're going to do it again. You got a chance to make money, man. Well, Derek Piper, congrats on the big week, man. Uh, give our best to, to Haley with the, the big wedding. And then I know you were in heaven this weekend out on the road. So appreciate you sharing some insight about it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And get back after it here coming forward this weekend and on ongoing. So uh, thanks for the best wishes. And, and we'll do this again soon. Great stuff as always from Derek Piper, who is back in his natural habitat this weekend and at Midwest gym or a gym anywhere in the cross country, uh, checking out prospects and, and talking with coaches. So we'll have a lot more on Illini basketball coming up later this week. I just caught up with one of the new offers as well. Uh, so I'll have that for you to line inquire as well as all the football recruiting information, uh, as well as Illinois uh, continues to host visits. They got another camp this weekend as well. And there's plenty of news on the college sports front, a uh, huge, Huge decision by the Supreme Court. It's actually pretty limited in scope, uh, but the Austin case, which uh, Josh Whitman has told us has been undercovered, uh, has been decided. And uh, I'll have some of that uh, reaction in our Daily Digest on Tuesday, but I'm hoping to get somebody on this podcast that, that is smarter than I, knows law better than I, even though I took a couple courses in the University of Illinois that were in constitutional law and one First Amendment law. But... Um, this Brett Kavanaugh's opinion is is pretty pretty big. Um, it sets up that the NCAA uh, is not going to hold muster to any antitrust case. So while this decision is pretty limited in scope, only deals with educational um, you know benefits that that student athletes can get. Brett Kavanaugh basically took a torch, blowtorch, to the NCAA model and said, none of this really holds muster to antitrust laws. So you better figure out a solution. Otherwise, we could be back in court and uh, you might not like the solution that comes uh, from all of it. So going to be very, very interesting to see how that goes forward. Uh, I I would encourage you, if you're very interested, uh, to read Brett Kavanaugh's concurring opinion. It's only about five pages compared to a lot of legalese, a lot of antitrust uh, history and information in, in the full opinion. Uh, but Brett Kavanaugh's opinion is is definitely worth reading on its own. So hopefully at some point I can get somebody to break that all down for you in 
in kind of more simplistic terms for our, us non-lawyers. Okay, so we'll try that at some point on the podcast. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate that. Uh, also, rate us, review us. That helps us out as well. And if you're not an Illini Inquirer VIP member, it's just $1 for your first month. If you want to give us a try, first month, $1. Check it out. And if you don't like it, you don't have to keep up with it. So $1 for your first month. Give us a try. Uh, it's always a, a good bet. And I think you'll stay on based on all the content that we have. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.